0: Uh, but Neil, uh, next on the show, we want to talk about uh, training and recruitment because, you know, so much research goes into how hard it is to find the right person. And if those decisions aren't made correctly right. at the time of hiring, it costs a company so much in, in 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 wastage of manufacturing of problems, of having to try and work out a way to get rid of a problem person. <laughs> the importance of getting something right the first time
2: is so important. Oh, indeed. And, and you know, my perspective is this, that whenever you're hiring anyone or when you're sitting across the table to hire or you're looking to get hired, You'll always put your best foot forward, both the company and the recruitment, uh, the the, the guy who's getting recruited. Both of them will try and put their best foot forward. The organization will say, oh, that listen, we are the best organization to work for. And, And the employee would say, I'm the best person that you could ever hire. It's a bit like dating,
0: you know, you make up all these lies on the first date, you spend the rest of your life uh, trying to make up for how good you are. But to get more serious on this, Mr. Awis Ismail is the Director of Mark Ellis Recruitment and Training Academy. Uh, Mark Ellis is a recruitment, outsourcing and training company with the focus on the digital technology and financial technology domains uh, right across the UAE and of course uh, the greater GCC. Awis, thank you very much for joining us here on Talk 100.3 via Zoom.
1: Thank you very much for having me. really appreciate it.
0: Look, it's it's great to have you on here, you know, discussing sort of the wider issue when it comes to companies having to uh, retain staff, uh, let go of staff. It's always a tough thing for companies because when you're letting go of staff, you know, you really are just turning their whole lives in some situations upside down uh we've seen that today twitter have cut a large number of contract workers without giving the internal teams a heads up when companies do mass layoffs like this that are unannounced what's the cultural effect it has on a business
1: i think it's uh it's a very major cultural impact actually because there's a there's a there's a trust that's built between employer and employee so when that trust is affected in any way, it has a long-standing, a longstanding um, impact in terms of how to attract further talent in the future and how to retain it. And I think this happened quite extensively during the pandemic and COVID when a lot of companies uh, let people go. Uh, at that time, we were interviewing a lot of people and we, were, we actually had like a helpline where we were supporting people. And a lot of the feedback was, how can I trust this next company I'm going to work for? How am I going to be able to know that if I'm gonna start, if I'm gonna join there, I'm gonna be with them for a very long time. So it's it's a very interesting topic.
2: No, hundred percent. And uh, also, when you when you say you know the trust is lost, is this to do with bigger brands or smaller brands, or it's the same across the line? Like bigger brands like Twitter, Meta, when they do this, uh, their brand image does that get impacted more than a, probably a smaller, medium sized size business doing the same?
1: Um, I think it's. It's probably the same across all. Doesn't matter if it's if it's large or small, uh, but it's more to do with the actual. Um, can you hear me?
0: Yes, yep. we got you. We got you.
1: Great. Right, sorry. So it's more to do with the actual uh, the way it's perceived from a big brand and the way the big brand like you rightly said at the beginning of the call market themselves to attract talent so right. it's it's i think it's across the board i mean we've seen it recently with the likes of uh twitter and the likes of uh, uh meter letting people go and i think the impact of this or the result of this has come from uh you know them failing to plan for the or or not understanding or underestimating the market and the social market that's going to happen after the COVID period. You know, during COVID, it was apparent that the, the online market was booming and it was growing. Uh, they hired and they upped their hiring, they increased, it became a very competitive space. And I mean, I witnessed myself where it became from a salary point of view, they were paying above price to attract the right talent. And then afterwards, uh, now that things have gone back to reality and pre-pandemic sort of uh, situation, that social uh, uh, demand has dropped. And that means these guys have hired all these extra people for, uh, and, and it's impacted them on, on the long term.
0: Yeah. When, when you speak about uh, those salary expectations, I mean, there's quite a few companies, uh, you know, that had a, just a boom period during COVID. Now it's dropped off. Uh, research has come through today uh, that for university students in the UAE, their salary expectations are increasingly high, many of them expecting to come out of university and uh, have jobs of around 20,000 dirhams a month. Now, clearly they're not in radio. I can, put, <laughs> <laughs> I can put that out a little bit. However, you know, male students expect uh, nearly 19,000 dirhams a month. Uh, female students are expecting this. Um, how hard is it to, uh, when, when you've got this disconnect between people looking to go into the labour workforce and, and their expectations are so different uh, to, what is, to what is actually available and out there?
1: Um. Very good question. I think, uh, look, graduates are ambitious. There are people who study hard, work hard to get themselves to a point where they could demand the salary that they, they sort of uh, uh, expect. However, I mean, talking from experience, I'm talking from somebody who's in the market. Uh, I always advise, you know, especially graduates, is the number one thing to do at the beginning part of your career is to gain experience more than salary. More than, Don't go in demanding a salary, go in there demanding what you can learn and what you can actually pick up from from that particular job you're taking, because that will then result in you picking up uh, the salaries or more even in the future
2: right i mean uh, internship is definitely one part but then you know once once you are in your mid careers how how is the uae market uh in fact shaping up what are the trends what are people actually looking for uh as far as uh, you know recruitment is concerned which sector has got uh you know m- uh, more doors open and more seats vacant uh in, in in this time
1: i think technology by far is uh the most sort of booming sector in in, in the world and in the region and in the country also mm-hmm. um it's it's you know, a lot of companies have realized that for them to improve their efficiency and their productivity as a business, there needs to be a lot of investment made into the technology. And for that reason, um, you know, the, the demand for skill sets and talent is is the highest I've seen it in a very long time. It's a very competitive space, even with the layoffs that are happening. You know, I, I don't see it as a as a negative thing because those people that are being laid off will not find it hard to find opportunities in, in, other, in, in other places who are focused on growing their uh, markets. And the great thing about technology is it can be done remotely. So you can be from anywhere in the world and you can work for, for companies here in the UAE.
0: Yeah, it's, the flexibility is attractive. I think post COVID, so many employees are now wanting to have that control over where and when they work. Uh, you notice that many of those tech companies did experience a boom during COVID. Uh, for many people that are looking to enter the workforce or maybe upskill and change industry, where do you think are the dominant uh, labour labour markets or where do you think are the dominant companies that are going to experience growth over the next three or four years? Pending and not, there's not going to be another pandemic. <laughs> Can you... No, so what I mean is we've just said it. Seen Can you bo- just repeat that? Yeah, story sure. Story. We, 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 you explained we saw a boom in the tech companies needing employees over the last two yeah. years due to the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to the labour market, where do you think there's there's a shortage of workers? What industries do you think provide the best opportunities for employees in the next couple of years?
1: It's it's I think it goes hand in hand again when I when I spoke about technology. And again, because I'm involved in technology, that the companies that are, you know, technology is an ever evolving or ever changing uh, industry. So there's always constant need for upskilling and reskilling and and changing. So what we see is there's always, you know, someone will study something or upskill themselves. And then six months down the line, that skill that they've learned becomes redundant. So they need to reskill again and to train themselves to be able to become uh, you know, uh, 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 relevant to the market as it is.
2: Yeah, well, you know, I, I I noticed a book behind you. Be a recruiting superstar. It's by uh, Mary Christensen, right? Uh, yeah. Right. So th- that that book, you know, definitely has a lot of insights on on network marketing, on on networking, on on getting uh, the right set of people through networking. What is that one tip that you would want to give as someone who who has recruited thousands of people? What would that one tip be for someone who's looking out in the market at a mid to high range uh, position?
1: I think your closest uh, friends, colleagues, family, ex-colleagues, whatever, are your best uh, referrals. You know, referrals is the number one way to get jobs. It's always about who you know and in a sense of those people know you, know your capabilities and what you're about. So they're able to promote you to the right person who is hiring and who's looking so always be active always be on 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 uh, ready to sort of uh, uh, network and that will result you in, in actually getting the job that you're looking for.
0: Yeah, that, that's a that's a that's actually a really really good point about referrals, uh, Alice. Because uh, I, I've spoken twice to, to university students this year, and and I gave them the example. How many times have you gone on Netflix and you've scrolled through TV shows that you've completely ignored, and then you've gone out somewhere and someone has said you have to watch this show. It's really, really good. And you go, really? Oh, okay. And then you go home and watch it and you enjoy it. And I said, it's the same in the labor market, you know, that, that the power of the referral um, is, is so strong. Do, do you think that's really become more and more like is the CV dead at, at the, in this day and age? Are people looking at LinkedIn and looking at online portfolios more?
1: Um I mean, look. Uh, going on the point of referrals, yes. as as recruiters, we are affected. What we effectively do is refer people, right? Yeah, we we are the ones who have our connections. We understand the market, who's hiring and who's not, and we and, and candidates come to us for us to refer them to the right opportunities and vice versa. So, absolutely, referrals is a very important part. And in in terms of the uh, the 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 market itself and where it's heading, I think. The, the the key sector or, or the the key belief is to actually focus on the tech, the the, the C, when you're writing a CV is don't write things that you haven't sort of done over it's too many times i come across CVs that are sort of you go across and say this is unbelievable nobody has done this many things <laughs> and this many have you read mine so have you, have and you read on mine things. so <laughs> 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 well, I, I don't mind. <laughs> but you know, my, my advice is to keep it as basic and simple as possible. I don't think CVs are gonna uh ever go away. Yeah. Um I think there are new things. I mean, the last time I was on the show, I was talking about the metaverse and how we've entered the metaverse and how yeah. that can help the recruitment uh process in the future, and that is something that is growing. You've got lots of online platforms and so on, which are also, um, you know, changing the way recruitment is done. But CVs will always be a, a fundamental part.
2: That's right. In fact, we, uh, very, very recently, saw, I, I saw someone becoming extra creative by printing a CV on a cake and send it to the prospective recruiter. I, I don't know if he got hired, but yeah. but then, yeah, I mean, that that's one way to catch some attention.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, we, we we get a lot of sweets in our office all the time. <laughs> I am coming they, they, to your office. Well, you <laughs> see, well, that, that's interesting because, you know, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: if I'm advising a PR company, I always say to them, if you want to get someone's attention in the media, send in free stuff. It's the best way you're going to get attention. However, I worked at one radio station once where someone wanted a job. So they sent in a cake that didn't have any icing on it. And they wrote down, "Let me be the icing on the cake." Ooh, I would hire him. The problem was the boss was diabetic, so damn <laughs>
1: damn
0: <laughs> he didn't know what to do. I mean, I mean, do those novel approaches really work? Yeah. Do you think, Oase, do those novel um, approaches? I yeah. think
1: on certain scenarios, certain scenarios, certain uh, industries. I mean, PR, marketing, etc. I'll definitely be interested to right. if I, if I had a, if I was a boss of someone who had to be creative. Definitely, I would be interested in this person. Uh, on more sort of more traditional roles, no, it's all about your experience, and, and that's why I always talk about experience is so fundamental. Don't go for just the salary. Go for what you actually can collate, as in uh, the experience, the the type of technologies, the type of uh, exposure you get, because that all adds up into the perfect recipe for your for for the right role.
2: Definitely. That's right, and uh, no, uh, this, is, this I'm sure, is a big, big uh, learning that that you gave out for a bunch of youngsters who are listening to us. Because uh, you know, coming out of the uni, you you think that hey, you know, I've got a degree in my hand, I'm gonna hit the 20k block right away. Yeah, I mean, you need to get some experience before you uh, aim for that. But uh, there's one, there's one, uh, you know, thought that uh, c- keeps running in my mind, and and that is like Hichman asked you about, uh, you know, the CVs. There are so many job portals. So many job portals that anyone who's looking for a job will keep applying, keep applying. LinkedIn included. It's just sad to not get a response from any of the organisations that are looking to hire. Is mm. it something that they do on purpose, where they don't want to reply to you, or are they so overwhelmed with so many responses that they don't reply? But then it just comes across very bad when you don't get a response, saying that, "Hey, thank you for your, uh, you know, for, for 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 writing into us, but maybe next time."
1: I think uh, great question, and and I think there's two sides to uh, you know th- to that coin. You could say mm-hmm. one side, of course, that the, whoever applies for a job wants to hear the feedback, wants to know if right. they have been successful or not, etc. On the other side, which is the employer or the recruiter or whoever is who's receiving these applications, uh, they tend to be overwhelmed with the amount of applications they right. receive. I mean, uh, one challenge, and especially applications they right. receive. I mean. Uh, one challenge, and especially I've seen in this market here, is you, you advertise for a specific role mm-hmm. and you will have people who are completely irrelevant right. applying for the job. Uh, what that does is it floods that person's inbox and you can have for one job, you can have a thousand applicants mm. and it becomes a, it becomes a very tedious task to basically respond and so on. Now, the good thing is technology again is getting involved. So now there is automated systems and ATS what we call uh, application tracking systems which tend to allow the uh, recruiter or the employer to be able to respond even to those who are irrelevant by simply clicking a button mm-hmm. so that that is uh, that should be getting improved over time but I'm completely with you it could it could be frustrating for the the, the candidate but it can also be very frustrating for the for the employer or the recruiter.
0: Well, I mean, we could talk all day. It's a fascinating topic, but we do appreciate your time this afternoon. Mr. Oasis Mail, the Director of Mark Ellis Recruitment and Training, and Training Academy, rather. Thank you very much for joining us here on Talk 100.3.
1: Thank you very much, guys. Have a great day. Imagine the softest sheets you've
0: ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.